Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks again for tuning in to yet another week of the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam here on KCMJ.org, or if you're listening to us on iTunes. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today, uh, we've got some very special piano virtuoso <laughs> ability in the studio of Mr. Steve Draper. We also have Sean Hanlon over here running the soundboard. That first tune was a tune I wrote called Mon off of my latest CD called It's All About the Hustle, available wherever you would buy music. Um, and so, uh, so Steve, thank you so much, man, for coming on the show. It's an honor for ha to have you on the show. Uh, we're going to dive kind of right in, and um, you know, I want listeners to kind of grasp who you are as an individual, who you are as a musician, a businessman. There's a lot of stuff going on with you, right? Ah, hey, Colin, so great. <laughs> it's an honor to be here with you guys, uh, uh, and uh, thanks for asking, and uh, I think we're going to have fun. Yeah, definitely. So, Steve, wh what, was, uh, what was it that got you into music in general when you were growing up? Um, you know, as a kid, a young kid, uh, even I would say like kindergarten, first grade, um, I knew there was something weird because uh, I, I, the Beatles, I, I shouldn't tell you the, the time period thing because you'll guess my age. <laughs> but let's say, let's just say that I, when the Beatles came over, I remembered that. Okay. <laughs> their, their first trip to uh, the States. 
But what the thing was, was when I heard their tunes, uh, we had this old uh, spinet piano, and um, uh, I, I just went over there, and I would, I, would, uh, I would play, you know, whatever the tune, Twist and Shout, or, mm. you know, some of the easier stuff. I would just sort of pick it out, you know, with my one finger. And um, so, I, you know, I just did it. But then, you know, in like in second and third grade, I would, you know, add some chords and things, and, you know, my friends would say, Hey man, how are you? How do you do that? And mm. and and I would say, I don't know. You know, I just am doing it. It's it's kind of fun, huh? <laughs> yeah. But as a kid, I you know I was, I, you know I was definitely you know was listening and, but I was also doing sports and uh, other things. So, it wasn't like that was my only thing I was doing. I was a normal kid, but uh, my mom would once told me she said, you know, it was so funny seeing you come back from baseball practice and you take your hat, turn around, and sit at the piano and play this this cool stuff, you know? Huh. So Interesting. That, yeah. So your, your parents were very supportive of this musical involvement? Yeah, they uh, they were. And um, my dad, it's funny, because he, he was, a, he was a, a very successful surgeon, but for him to relax, um, he would come home, and he had a, a Hammond chord organ. So he could plunk out the melody also, he, he had a good ear, but then he would play these automatic chords. You push a button, and the chord would play. Interesting. So he did that, and and uh, so I would listen to him, and then and then I would play the chords that he would push a button on. <laughs> so did you study with anyone when you were growing up like that? Uh, you know, I I did a lot of it. I would take you know lessons every once in a while, and you know to help to help with you know some you know at that time you know simple theory and chord, chords especially I kept keep coming back to chords um, and learning the notes and but it was not you know it was not a big classical uh, early training it was it was it was kind of classical slash pop you know so I would do a lot of pop tunes that were out at that time cool awesome but but what happened for m- me was then um, you know you know some influences like all of us I'm sure you guys you know, have those influences. But for me, um, I remember when the, the, the movie The Sting came out and I was just fascinated with the rhythms, you know, the, the offbeats, the ragtime. And, you know, I, I, was, I just started learning that music because uh, it, was, it was, you know, so, so, so cool, you know. Mm-hmm. You know that that ragtime stuff. Cool. It was in the movie, and then you know, you know all that stuff. That was I just really loved the melody and Scott Joplin. You know, so I did that, and and then uh, and then I'll I'll never forget um, in in high school, uh, I went. We had we had times you could, you know, take breaks and go to the library and check out. You know, at that time, here I go dating myself again. Betamaxes, you know. I <laughs> uh, put a Betamax in. It just happened to be um, Oscar Peterson and Andre Previn doing, uh, you know, doing some tunes. It was on PBS, I believe. Hmm. And I heard that, and you know, it was like, oh, forget ragtime and that's you know that uh-huh. stuff and pop music. I was like, man, I want to do that, you know. Awesome. And uh, so 
but still a lot of it was just on my own, you know, just trying to pick it out, you know, get music theory books mm-hmm. and, and doing it on my own. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you want to play a tune? Uh, sure. Sure, let's do. This was uh, another, this tune I think, you know, I think what we're going to do now was uh, another influence as a kid. I, I, uh, we all know Snoopy, the Snoopy music, <laughs> but when I was a kid, uh, I, I knew there was something so cool about that music before anybody else. I mean, you know, just the, you know, yeah. all that stuff. I knew something was cool. So what I think, what I'd like to do is music by Vince Guaraldi, who, who did original Snoopy music. But what some people don't know is he did a lot of other cool compositions. And this song is called Cast Your Fate to the Wind. And it actually was a big hit on its own, I believe, before all the Snoopy stuff, which was why they may have gotten him. But um, but uh, so any of the listeners, check Vince Guaraldi's other stuff out. <laughs> you want to do that? Yeah, it sounds great. Oh, wait, let's do it.
You're listening to Steve Draper here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam on KCMJ. If you're interested in helping this station get on the FM dial in Colorado Springs, you can go to the kcmj.org web- website and adopt yourself a watt. For $100, you can get one watt, and we're searching for about $4,000 left to get to our goal, and what that will do is it'll enable us to get the necessary equipment that will take us to the FM dial. We're slated to have 93.9, so uh, any help would be greatly appreciated. Back in the studio, though, we got Mr. Steve Draper, entrepreneur, musical director, pianist, you name it, he's done it. Uh, so Steve, you're kind of filling us in on how you got your early start on, uh, in music and piano. Uh, and so it, it probably, you know, you, you segued probably into high school band, right? Uh, you know, um, <clears throat> I, I didn't, we, I was in a small, small, smaller school and they had no band. Oh, really? <laughs> in fact, I, I was the band. I had a band. <laughs> so, so, so you just kind of did the music thing on your own when you were a kid. Uh, pretty much. I, like I mentioned before, I did take lessons, you know, to get, to get, uh, you know, some of the basic theory down. So after high school, was this something that you pursued at a university? Yeah, I went to, uh, SMU in Dallas and, um, took, essentially, um, had a minor in music. So I took, I took many courses there and, and helped with my, um, classical playing as well as uh, continuing jazz and what was cool there I played you know, we all have our memories musician memories you know I know you do and mm-hmm. Sean but um, I would play uh, do you guys remember, if you've been to Dallas there's um it's called the reunion tower so oh. down there they have there's a there's a big I think it's a Hyatt and there's a it's part of the skyline a big ball that lights up oh. so they had jazz there and in college, I just I had a little trio and we played there, and uh, uh, I'm not sure we were that good, but <laughs> we got the gig. Awesome. So, in your terms, I think I hustled that gig. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but um, so so I you know all along then continued to listen like we all do and uh, um, and started listening to other other great jazzers, pianists mostly. And, uh, uh, but, uh, after that, after a couple of years, after I graduated, uh, a couple of years in business, didn't, didn't really like it, you know? So, so your degree was in, in something was other in, than music. Right? Yeah. Uh, I had a, just, um, a, a <laughs> appropriately a BS, uh, liberal arts degree <laughs> with, uh, a, a business minor and a music minor. And, um, so... Then after a couple of years, I decided to go back and get a teaching, a music teaching degree. Oh yeah. And um, and uh, what was then Southwest Texas State, which is now Texas State in San Marcos. Cool. So so you you went uh, you were you you worked in between those those years um, as as a businessman. Yeah. And um, did you step away from music at all or? Uh, no, you know I I didn't I you know I w- thought I would thought I would just. Do straight straight track business uh, uh, and um, business development different 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 areas, but uh, but music kept you know you know what was weird I couldn't stand being in office buildings mm. it was I just I was antsy couldn't couldn't stand it mm-hmm. 
but all along in those two years, no, I, I thought I was going to drop music, but it didn't. And I would play parties and, you know, jazz trios in Houston, um, where I'm from originally. And then, uh, uh, then again, decided to get that, um, music teaching degree and make that my main focus. So you did a master's degree in you know, actually, it was an undergrad because uh, another undergrad because I had a minor in, in music. It was it would it would be it, would, it was hard for me to get into a master's program. Oh, I gotcha. So I got an undergrad teaching degree. Wow. Yeah. So you just went back and did another four years, huh? Uh, no, because I, I could transfer oh, transfer a lot of all, most of my credits. So nice. Like a year and a half or so. So you have a, a a bachelor's degree in music education as well, right? Music education. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So, um, so after you finished that, did you go on to teach? I did. Um, uh, I did that for a long time, like 20 years. 20 years? Yeah. I didn't even know that. Did you, you know that? <laughs> so you taught, uh, where, where, did you teach at a school? or? Yeah, in Houston. Uh, started out in the public school system, which was uh, kind of scary. And, uh, <laughs> I, one time I was, I was doing band, and I'll never forget, some, some kid threw a tuba out the window. Oh, my goodness. Just for fun. Oh, boy. <laughs> that's, that's when I knew I had to, had to do something, redirect. So I got into um, uh, just general music uh, from K through 12, basically. Interesting. So you did that for 20 years? About that, yeah. Interesting. I can't believe that never came up in any of our conversations. Well, you know, because I'm known here as a business person, you know, after those 20 years, I had some investments that that hit big. And um, so then I could kind of do what I'm doing now, like open a jazz club and, you know, be be Ricky of of (laughs) Casablanca. (laughs) Well, you want to play another song? Sure. Um, I was thinking um, we're talking about artists, you know, one of my one of my favorite artists I like to listen to is is uh, Bill Evans. So the jazzers listening tonight will I'm sure know his music. But um, uh, I I talked earlier about chords and what Bill Evans does so well are it's just his beautiful chords. And so I thought we play um, a tune that he did, um, Alice in Wonderland, with his. At least my impression of his cool chords. <laughs> if I get halfway close, I'll be happy. All right.
You're listening to the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam here on KCMJ. We've got Mr. Steve Draper in the studio today. We really appreciate you tuning in. Something that you guys could do, if you're so inclined, you could go on to Facebook and like this awesome show on Facebook. It's called the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam, obviously. You can also go on iTunes and get every single episode that we've ever done of the show and subscribe to the show on the iTunes, and it's called the Colin Truesdell Jazz Jam as a podcast. You can also go to podbean.com, and that's the first place that you'll actually get it as a podcast, and then it's funneled to iTunes. So, Steve, you were an educator for 20 years in a public school system. Oh, and private. In, oh, in private. Okay. Yeah. After, so, the, after the tuba incident. Oh, after I, the tuba I, I went private. <laughs> okay. So uh, what happened after that? What, what made you get out of teaching? Um, <clears throat> some investments uh, hit um, from Houston, basically oil and gas. Um, so I could, I could do that, but, but then um, play more. So I still would, would play. And um, I was very fortunate um, to work for one of the best agents in Houston and one of the uh, a catering company there, uh, Jackson Hicks, very successful. I think they, they catered the White House. And um, so I did a lot of their parties. And with that, then I uh, went to a hotel downtown. And um, about, about it's all about the hustle, as you know, Colin. Uh, I went, <laughs> went to a hotel downtown and sold myself. I said, hey, man, you guys want some cool jazz? You know, it, it happened to be right across from the Houston Symphony. You know, it was it was a dark. It was a an old boutique hotel, and really cool inside. If you can imagine, you know, the great clubs in New York, so the you know, uh, dark wood and just very conducive for a, like a jazz duo, jazz trio, especially when the shows let out from the symphony. So, I started to get a following there, and um, uh, it, it just grew. I was at, at the Lancaster Hotel for years, you know, um, as one of my main... Then I'd get gigs from playing there, playing private parties. And what was really cool was I got to meet some of the, several artists from the, that were playing at the symphony that would come over after their shows. So it was, it was kind of a happening place, which part of Motif, the club here in Colorado Springs Jazz Club, was based on that. Hmm. A lot of it. Yeah. New York style seating, banquets, uh, banquet, banquet seating uh, around the walls, uh, small tables, dark, and just people just get relaxed, you know? Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, speaking of relaxed, you want to play uh, maybe a ballad? Sure. Sure. Uh, one of my favorite ones is uh, Body and Soul, but I, it's, it, it's, I'm going to do it kind of old school. So uh, we haven't done that yet, I don't think. Let's see what happens.
You're listening to the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam here on KCMJ.org. Thank you so much for tuning in this evening. We've got Mr. Steve Draper in the studio here. So, Steve, <clears throat> fascinating story. You, you, were, you, were, you picked up music at an early age. You kind of studied formally at a couple of different universities. Educator for 20 years. Then uh, had like this kind of gigging scene in Houston, right? Um, so people are wondering, what... What brought you to Colorado Springs? Well, as a teacher, um, <clears throat> if you've ever been to Houston and been there in the summer, you don't want to be there. <laughs> <laughs> you do not. It is hot, hot. And uh, I'm kind of a, uh, you know, not a big, big exerciser guy, but I do like the outdoors. I do like to get out. And um, you don't want to do that in Houston in June. Trust mm. me. So as a teacher... On um, on uh, my summer break, we would go to cool places. Cool as in cool, like, uh, you know, uh, just north, basically. And Colorado, we kept coming back to. And so I came through Colorado Springs several times. And, and 
one uh, one time uh, we would always take our kids, you know, in a station wagon, did that whole thing, and coming back, we just, you know, came through Colorado Springs and, you know, uh, you know, going, I guess, in Cresta and just looked over and there were beautiful mountains there and the air was clean and crisp and mm. no traffic. And it's like, you know, why don't we move here? We can, and, you know, our investments had hit and we could, we could do it. And uh, so we just made that decision. Uh, and, and plus, uh, I still go back and forth to Houston uh, doing some music things. I'm going back next week. Um, and it, it's just easy to get there, direct flight from uh, Colorado Springs to Houston. So it just, it just seemed like a, a good place to, you know, not too far, a jet ride going back. And, uh, but, man, no traffic, no pollution, uh, great people, great you know, outdoors, it's, for us, it was, it was ideal. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about what is going on in Colorado Springs, but before we do that, I'd like to, we talked a little bit about this before the show. You have a, a, a really cool rendition of Take 5, right? Well, I never know. I, you know, <laughs> sometimes it comes out good, sometimes, you know, maybe not so good, but, uh, but uh, I might do this one solo, because... A little bit about Take 5 for the listeners. I, I think uh, you all know the tune, but uh, what uh, a lot of you don't know is who wrote it. So should I, should I ask you, you guys the question? Um, uh, the answer, would, you, you would think, Dave Brubeck, right? Uh, he didn't write it. His, his uh, sax player, Paul Desmond, wrote the tune, and <laughs> for the rest... That was his, Dave Brubeck's their biggest hit on the Time Out album, and uh, I always thought that was fascinating. You know, hmm. everybody—that's his big hit, but Paul Desmond uh, wrote it. But uh, but they were friends, so it was cool. <laughs> yeah. But um, Brubeck on that famous album, Time Out, every song is is in an irregular meter. So, so uh, I'm pretty sure Take Five was a big hit because no one had heard, ever heard of five four really in jazz, at, you know, in the '60s. Uh, up until the time that they did that, as well as the other other ones that Brubeck did that were pretty popular on that Time Out album as well. So uh, I guess I'll just try it. Awesome. Sounds great. So, But don't count five because it may go six, it may go, th- <laughs> may go four, three, who knows?
Very nice. That's Steve Draper's arrangement of Take 5 here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam on KCMJ.org. So, Steve, you moved to, you moved from Houston to Colorado Springs, uh, moved the family. What, what has been going on in Colorado Springs since then? Well, uh, I have been so fortunate um, <clears throat> to m- have Motif, which is the, the jazz club that you and Sean and all the hotshot players play at. Uh, I'm, I'm frankly just blessed to, to have, uh, have that because, you know, I, 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 li- I like to play, you know, but I really like to listen at the club to you great players. And, uh, you know, we're so fortunate to have the Air Force Academy here with the great players as yourself, as yourselves. And, um, uh, you know, so we have, we have this little secret uh, talent pool. And that actually was the original, uh, you know, the original seed for me to, you know, to, to start here. And um, so... You know, we had no idea if that was if, if the community would support um, support the club, and uh, it just it just worked out that it did. You know, we have a loyal following. Uh, the groups there, as, as you and others, have their loyal followings. And man, I just I just love I love basically the Lancaster Hotel, the one in Houston, is has motif. So we just I just kind of moved it. <laughs> so it's uh. It's been it's been wonderful that it's been that successful. Awesome, yeah. Well, I, I I can speak for Sean and myself, but we really appreciate you having that that club because it's you know it's one of the the biggest. It it is Colorado Springs' largest jazz club. It's motif and located in Old Colorado City, and um, in the in the in the place if you've never been to Motif, it it has a baby grand piano in in the the club, and it also has a drum set, nice little stage. Has really good food, awesome drinks, cool atmosphere, uh, and so I mean, you know, guys, if you if you ever get a chance to come down to Old Colorado City, the motif, it's definitely, uh, you know, it'll be top, high quality music, high quality food, and uh, and so yeah, man, we appreciate you having that that opportunity for us musicians to go into that environment. So Steve. We really appreciate you coming on, and we love your 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 piano playing. Can we get one more tune? Oh, sure you can. You know, it's uh, it's it's right now. I don't know when this airs, but right now it's autumn and uh, almost going into into uh, into uh, winter. But so when autumn comes around, what happens, man? They're, the moon the moon is big and bright, and beautiful. So uh, so I did this arrangement, uh, Blue Moon. Um, uh, well, I'm not even sure when years ago, and I still play it. You know, it's uh, it's kind of fun. Blue Moon is is cool. So we're going to start it.
Mr. Steve Draper's arrangement of Blue Moon here on the Colin Truesdale Jazz Jam. Well, we got just a little bit of time left. Anything else you'd like to tell listeners out there? Uh, just support this. I, I applaud what you guys are doing. Getting this. I'm going to buy a watt. How much is a watt? It's $100. I, I will get you a watt. So if you want to help Steve join his crusade of adopting a watt, you can go to the kcmj.org website and you can adopt yourself a watt for $100. We need roughly around $4,000. We raise $6,000. So that's pretty pretty cool. You know, our goal the goal is $10,000 to um to get the necessary equipment to get this whole entire radio station which is uh, all the all the different programs on the kcmj.org um, uh, roster including this one. Uh, we'll be on the FM dial one day. So we're slated to have 93.9. We just need to raise enough money to get there. Um, so please join Mr. Steve Draper. If he is going to go to, uh, you just go to the, the KCMJ.org website and just donate. That's all it is. Adopt a lot. So ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you tuning in this week. Steve, thank you so much for coming in, man. I know you're a very busy dude. But uh, we really appreciate having you on the show. Oh, it's an honor to be here, Colin. Yeah, man. And and all the tunes, fun playing some of your arrangements, really cool. Please, ladies and gentlemen, tune in every single week at 8 p.m. Mountain Daylight, the Mountain Daylight Time. The show re-airs every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time on KCMJ.org. You can also log on to iTunes and subscribe to this show as a podcast. And uh, and last but last least, you can go on to Facebook and you can like the show on Facebook. So we're going to leave you with a tune off my latest record. I'll devote this tune to my lovely wife, Kelly, who's pregnant and just broke her foot. So this is only love for you. See you later, everybody.